This is a HeadGum Podcast. Howdy, Hellions. Welcome to another episode of We'll See You in Hell. Over there is my dear friend, Patrick Walsh. Oh, you had me with the dear friend, but the sarcastic tone kind of turned me off a little bit. No, I was doing, um, I was doing like, uh, like, ladies and gentlemen here in beautiful right. Hollywood. Okay. All right. Then I'm fine. Remember with that? It. Remember that kind of announcer? I do. I do. From back in the days, the golden days of this tinsel town. Yes. Um, how are you, Joe? I- I'm okay. My mood is all over the place anymore. I don't know if I'm coming or going, but uh, in the same boat. But for the most part, I guess I'm fine. I just did a show. How did it go? It went well. Okay. But my heart is not in any of my material. Right, everything I have in my act, I don't feel like doing. Oh. And I have to go do shows all weekend. Uh, no, I just did shows all weekend. Why don't you bring back the hits? Because I can't Grocery remember cart them. with the squeaky wheel. I, um, <laughs> the, this guy says he's got fifteen items. He's in there with twenty-two. That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Wait, what is this? Fifteen. Say that again. Don't you do a bit about how people say they're going to have fifteen items in the fifteen item or less land, but then they have twenty. And then about how you always get the cart with the squeaky wheel that veers you off in oh, the direction. You, you, my supermarket uh, rag. Chunk. Supermarket yeah. chunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. I do a white thing out, about White the, hot dogs come in packs of eight and buns come in packs of ten, that <clears> kind of stuff. Yep. Don't forget the generic cereals routine. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, you know, that's... More that's, like sucky charms. Yeah. I believe is your closer now, which I thought was ballsy because it's... <laughs> It's funny, but you know. Well, I do it with that big uh, uh, four-leaf clover with the slash through it uh, projection behind me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Irish yeah. don't take well to that. Take your take kindly to that. You were a pioneer uh, in the field of stand-up comedy with the the overhead projector in the back. Like yeah, a, like a chemistry teacher. Literal overhead. I project things onto the ceiling. Yes, it's like a planetarium-style comedy show. And you have not yet taken my uh, joke pitch of saying, when a joke bombs, which it does, I'm sorry, occasionally yeah. for you, of saying, uh, oh, I guess that joke was over your your head, and then parentheses, projector. <laughs> I think that should be your closer, personally. Uh, I'll, I'll try, maybe, I, maybe I'll try it this weekend, meeting Pittsburgh, which yeah. are the shows that when the listeners are hearing this are the ones I just did, Yes, but physically I'm not there yet because we're recording this before, but maybe I'll give that a shot in Pittsburgh. Over, and then your has to be kind of low, over your head, projector, and then the parentheses have to go around projector. But deliver it in like a sort of like a, like a Rita Rudner <laughs> yes like you know like throwing that last word away right exactly over your head projector yeah like that kind of yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. i got you i got you wendy liebman really more is the is the master of that style uh gaffigan <clears throat> i guess is sort of that as well huh gaffigan does a little of that as well but with a little whisper at the end yeah but i'm not i'm saying more the the like you when you like subliminal man like kevin nealon yeah, exactly. When when somebody goes, eh, you know, I I was I was really held under water. You know what I mean? Sure. You throw like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. funny word in at the end. Yeah. That was Wendy Liebman's thing. She was very funny. She was very good at that. I mean, she still is. I'm not she didn't die or anything. I tell you, I love Kevin standing. I love Kevin sitting, but Kevin Nealon's never done it for me. <laughs> Folks. That's the closer. Then when that gets no laugh, I go, <laughs> I guess it went over your head. Projector. Folks. Uh, Joe, we're here this week to talk about Cult of Chucky, and, and we'll get to it, but, um, you know, I tell you, I've been really digging around the old forums, the old Facebook forums, mm-hmm. and, uh, I think people gen- genuinely enjoy when we kind of don't talk about the movie at all. 
And then, you know, your your dorks get all angry about Blade Runner. Your opinion is stupid. Whatever. It's like, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, all right. I guess I'll give you your money. Do they back. present an argument as to why it's stupid, though? Because no. every single person that told me they liked it when I was like, here's why I thought it sucked. A, B, C, D. They were like, well, yeah. Well, all right. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. You know, nobody was able to say, no, you're wrong because this is actually that and you right. don't understand. Well, if you're looking for an entertaining movie, then, yeah, I guess you wouldn't like Blade Runner. Yeah, so. Um, but my favorite uh, thing that I discovered this week in the Facebook page, and I will say, by and large, it is be- it is a very supportive, uh, friendly community as well, which I really appreciate. Um, a- as always, my favorite things are when you guys post quote chains from the archives. I love it. I love, you know. Me too. You know, sometimes we're uh, we're not always there during them. It's, it's frankly, it's nice to hear what we said. We're not always mentally present. You know what I'm saying? I've never listened to one damn episode of this. I thing. find I that crazy. Tell and you anything. I, and I've been asking you. I want to hear this Patreon. And those of you who have signed up for our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash w s i no w s y i h p o d. Where's the p o d come from? Pod. Well, we're also a, a POD fan site for the band POD. <laughs> W-S-Y-I-H we'll pod. See, right. We'll see you in hell pod. All right. That makes sense. What was POD's big hit? You're asking the wrong guy. They had a huge hit. You're asking the wrong guy. Now, if you want to dig into some better than Ezra. Yeah. Was POD a metal band? POD was that that same kind of shitty like... Uh, like disturbed, you know, like a no, they weren't that hard. They were more like a Papa Roach. I'll find it. So uh, someone did point out Julia Pavlina that the game we were playing was called Secret Hitler. She's correct. Yes, I couldn't remember it the other day. I said fascist versus monkeys or something. <laughs> um, another guy said Ed Moskowitz. He loves Cult of Chucky. I think we might disagree with you. You'll find out. But what I want to most call attention to is if you haven't been to the facebook page go there we'll see you in hell so it's our only fan page it's got a really nice following and a gentleman by the name of a rod dot which i guess could be his actual name i don't know is it the baseball player a rod <laughs> no uh a-r-o-d dot if it is your name it's an awesome one if it's, if it's an abbreviation i'm sorry i can't give you credit for your for your actual name um he I guess painted, I don't, uh, painted or at least drew, um, me and Joe, like in an, in an action horror movie poster. Yeah. We'll see you in hell. It says, we'll see you in hell with Joe DeRose and Patrick Walsh. It's got our logo, uh, designed by Joe, the devil with three. No, guys. I didn't design oh. that. Oh, an artist at Fangoria or that was commissioned by Fangoria designed that. And then I said, can you put 3d glasses on it? So, okay. So it's got a movie thing. So, so I put that little touch in. Right. If it was the Writers Guild, they'd have to give me a credit on it. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I don't know if you I, if you got close on this thing, Joe, but me and Joe were flipping out over this when I saw it this weekend. You see all the you know Leatherface coming after us, it yeah. and all that in the background. I mean, it, it's an, just an incredible painting, what? and I urge you to check it out. We're going to post it on our uh, social media um but it's incredible thank you so much i I, I was very impressed by that there's a lot of people requesting it on a t-shirt we'll get there um and and people will be compensated as need be etc but we thank thank you sir thank you so much it's it's a very nice uh a rod i'm assuming is a male name right yes yes uh it's a very very cool painting that's nice when the fans do something like that. Your buddy did that song, like the, the yeah. remake. Of Eli the... Braden uh, re-recorded the theme, which is a Judderosa Ridge. I did write the theme. But you were singing it, and I asked that you put on 3D glasses. So I kind of have some credit on the song as well. I won't give it to you. Okay. <laughs> but sure. Uh, you never said on with the Joe. I don't know if that matters, but... Uh... You don't know if it matters? <laughs> Oh, Joe, I think you underestimate why people listen to this show and why people listen. (laughs) It would have rhymed, but I I couldn't fuck it up. Sorry. Here we go. Now that we've uh, finished this 20 minute intro, let's get on with the show. And also on 
Oh, with a jump! Very, that's a classic one. And then, then the sound effect, little new, little old. Exploded at the end, yeah. It's like a Force Awakens. Yeah. Little old, little new. Uh, I got this letter in the mail today. Tell me. Publishers no, Clearinghouse? Two pieces of mail today that... First is from 21st Century Audio, Auto Insurance, who I'm not with. They're trying to bring you over to the uh, 21st yeah, century. Yeah, you know, I met trying with trying to bring you into the 21st century. Yeah, insurance style. I met with them and they passed. Passed uh, on you. <laughs> Felt yeah. it wasn't a safe bet. So it's you know it's one of these things where you get the letter that says you could save more money if you're with us. And it says out of 23 million 753,441 drivers in California, Joe DeRosa is one who qualified. Now. This that went out to everybody. It, of course. Yeah. So but I, I read it for just to set up the next thing. This is the kind of despicable bullshit, you know, scam mail, whatever thing that you get. And, you know, and it's it's you read it. And you go, Really? You know what I mean? It's like when you're going walking through the mall and the guy with the steamer is like, hey, man, I'm willing to give you a discount today. Oh, like just me. Right. Well, thank you. Right. It must be my lucky steamer day. <laughs> you know. So uh, anyway, um, so, but you expect that from a, a you know a bullshit run of the mill company. And I get this big Manila envelope. It's got like red writing on it and shit. The goddamn thing looks classified. It says do do not bend. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is this? I open it. It's from Easter Seals. Okay, it's a calendar. It's like a charity, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, for kids. Good charity. I give to a couple kids' charities. I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying that so I don't come off like a guy that scoffs at children's charity. Sure. Uh, so I open it. It's a calendar, which is why it's a do not bend. And I'm like, okay. Wait, you can't bend a calendar? I don't know. All That's right. not really the point. Here's the point. You ready for this? Yeah. It's a calendar I didn't request or anything, obviously. Right. They just sent it to me. And is every date Easter, or do they... No. Open it up to other days. This is for SEALs that don't understand when Easter is happening. <laughs> it's to educate SEALs about Easter, the rebirth of Christ. All right. And please don't send us hate comments. It's a, I'm joking. I know it's a children's charity for disabled children. It's a nice thing they're doing, but I already give to two other ones. Sure. And I'm not part of this one. Uh, and I get that they're trying to recruit people in, but I don't like how they do it. Ready for this? Yeah. Here's the letter. Dear Mr. DeRosa, People said we were taking, ready, underlined, a big risk by sending out beautiful calendars. Oh, wow. Underlined again, for free. Uh-huh. They said it would never work. While people would surely keep their calendars and enjoy them throughout the coming year, we'd never hear back from them again. Then it goes into bold and underlined. But I have so much faith in this program and in folks like you, we're going ahead anyway. Wow. They're using my grandma's guilt tactics here. This bugs me. It's like, don't... Easter seals, you're supposed to be better than 21st century auto insurance. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't, don't give me this fucking rub. This is bullshit. It's like, it, nobody ever said any of that. <laughs> I don't know what state you have to You're be. making a big mistake, Maria. <laughs> you can't give people calendars. They'll just enjoy them. By the way, this is what the calendar is every month. It's a picture of a flower every month. It's not a great calendar. So Easter, I guess, you know, Easter's bloom and whatever. So you got five. This is it. Who, what, what, where, what state is your life in? <laughs> <laughs> that you get a flower calendar in the mail and yeah. you're rubbing your hands together like, I'm going to get one over on the on charity children. for disabled children. Yeah. Nobody is saying that. Nobody is <laughs> Nobody's going, suckers, I'm going to have uh, a great time with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my flower calendar are going to Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> Bought you a new dress, flower calendar. <laughs> Just fucking a flower calendar on the sofa, <laughs> pants around your ankles. <laughs> yeah, you give it a you give it a, a diamond necklace in one of those big blue velvet boxes. Hey, I was thinking more like a pearl necklace, folks. 
talking about coming on the neck of a flower. So that 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 bothers me. That, that don't don't give me. Come on, man. I hear you. Stop. I hear you. Stop. Shoot me straight. You're a charity. You're trying to help kids. Shoot us straight. I not long ago uh, received from my alma mater, Webster University in Missouri. Actually owned and run by Webster. By Emmanuel Lewis, yes, who, play, <laughs> who portrayed Webster. Um, uh, well, that's why they named the show that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, it was a, you know, there's a guy on the, on the cover, kind of a sideshow Bob-looking guy, like a hip, hip young guy. And then it says, uh, uh, help us plant a seed in, uh, in children across America. And just kind of this guy standing there smirking at you. Help, help me plant a seed in the, in the children of America kind of a thing. Right. Um, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. There's a, there's no, there's no quality control anymore. No, there's just, none. There's things getting thrown out. There's like, none. Somebody That's should a look disgraceful at this and go, sentence. You sure? Plant a seed in children? I think we should probably rewrite that. Yeah. That's well, just how you, it went out. It's, it's crazy. I know I have a problem with the wording of all these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you go to the supermarket, it says, you know, if Where you, you use, get a lot of your material. Well, this is, yeah, this yeah. is, I got the whole routine and I like to go and I, I'll do it while I'm in line. If the clerks laugh, I know it's good <laughs> Yeah, because uh-huh. they're hearing this stuff all day. Sure. Well, uh, if you know, if you pay with your credit card or your debit card or whatever, it, you know, most supermarkets now it'll say, would you like to donate a dollar or five or 10 or whatever it is? I do it every time. I never do it because I donate in other places. I don't trust. I don't trust something that far removed from the actual source. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, that's just me. Yeah. But like um, and also ever since defending your life where Rip Torn told Albert Brooks, like, you don't get any credit for the people you gave to in the street. Uh-huh. I'm like, let me make sure I give right to the. Sure. To the main place. Sure. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> but it'll ask you to donate You know money. that that was a comedy, though, right? Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and here's what bothers me about the wording when they ask you for the money. They say, would you like to donate a dollar to end world hunger? Right. It, it will never end. No. Don't. Th- th- to me, that's a sales tactic. That's that's a pressure sale if you're not giving money, world hunger will continue. World hunger will continue no matter what people do. It will never end. It will always be a horrible, horrible problem. So I'm not saying don't give, but don't say it to me like that. Where you're mm-hmm. trying to now get me into a guilty place that if I don't give the money, I'm somehow part of the fucking problem right now. But isn't a big part of the of any charity asking, especially the people outside of a grocery store per se, guilt? It's really all they have. I, I got to tell you, I never had a problem with the Sally Struthers technique. Showing you a sick kid or a well, hungry kid. Of course, the footage them. is always very upsetting. Right. It's very sad. Uh, but, like, I never had a problem with somebody just saying to me, like, look, man, here's all we need. We need 65 cents a day. It's yeah. the price of a cup of coffee. This is what that will do. That's the best tactic. Yeah. That's a just straight. It's like, here you go. Right. You know, I give to the Dear children of uh, St. Jude's Hospital. Yeah. Because it's very straightforward. They're like, look, here's what we do. We provide free care for kids that have cancer. No child will ever have to pay. Well, or their family will never have to pay. be pretty harsh if they were like, fork it over, kid. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but they're like, no family ever have to pay if their kid's here. We want to, these kids are in terrible condition and like we want to help them. And could you give? Here's what we could use. But anything helps. It's like, yeah, thank you. You're being honest with me. I would like to give to this charity. Yeah. I don't like once once tricky language and all that stuff starts coming in, then I start getting into that headspace of like, also, they never tell you at the supermarket, a dollar to end world hunger. Who? <laughs> Who's it going to? They never tell you the name of the organization. Yeah, I've, I've done it every time I've gone to the grocery store, but now you have me thinking I, I shouldn't. It, they've never once said the organization on the little machine. It yeah. just says, do you want to give money? And it's like... Maybe that, it's going to the guy working behind the place so he can buy himself lunch. And he just kind of sets it up. 
Yeah, I also love that rap too. Like all these supermarkets are are uh, collecting money to end world hunger. Meanwhile, I've never been to a supermarket where there wasn't a homeless guy out front starving. Sure. It's like maybe you walk outside and give that guy a dollar. Maybe you give that guy five bucks. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's all just something. Something's fishy to me about the way some of these charities operate, and I, I don't you. like it. I hear you. And then that's you know that's common knowledge that a lot of these nonprofits just none of the money gets to the cause and all that shit. And, but, oh, you mean because the CEOs have a lot of money? Yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It, be charitable, folks. You know? Yeah, be charitable. Just, you know. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying, you know. Be, be charitable. Hey, I agree. Patty, yeah, you got anything for the movie corner? I mean, we just recorded two days ago, so and and we recorded two this and the bonus Patreon, which I meant to say earlier drops on Halloween, October thirty first. Yeah, we're gonna put the Patreon, the bonus episode out on the thirty on the last day of every month. Just coincidentally, this month it happens to be Halloween. How appropriate! But it'll go on the last day of every month because I'm not exactly sure how Patreon works yet, and I want to make sure that if you donate. I, I don't want to put it up, and then if you donate after, you don't get the episode. Or So last day of the month, it'll go up. It's already recorded. It's uh, The topic is Pat and me discussing our favorite horror film. Uh, I discuss my favorite, and he discusses his favorite. It's a very long episode. It's about an hour and ten minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. So you get uh, you get a little extra for the money, and we can't, we can't thank you enough for the donations. Seriously. If you want to hear Joe talk about Jack Frost and me talk about Uncle Sam, <laughs> that's the pot. We only like horror movies with the the hologram cover on the VHS right. box. And not the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. Right. Which yep. was scary enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I didn't really see anything. I went to see Depeche Mode last night. Oh, okay. And how was that? Well, I'll tell you, I I guess I thought I loved Depeche Mode until I was nah. staring down an hour of new material. No, yeah, you can't. You got to get out of that. Now, they didn't even fucking play Policy of Truth, one of their best songs. They didn't? Which, a song until I was 31, I thought the chorus was Coliseum Truth. Like... In the Coliseum Truth. Wow. So they skipped Policy of Truth. Tell me they gave you a straight up personal Jesus and not some horse shit like breaking broken down version or something. No, they did personal Jesus. They did enjoy the silence, which is an amazing song. Uh, and, and, you know, other ones. A, a, a great lost Depeche Mode track is Never Let Me Down Again. That's a fantastic song. Did they do the lawn chair song. What's that? One where the guy's walking around the chair the whole video. All I ever wanted. All I ever needed is you here in my... Yeah. Uh, that's Enjoy the Silence. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Words are very unnecessary. And the lead singer, you know, him and the and this co-lead singer, they look very, fit, you know, fit, but very old. And this guy looks like a more depraved, perverted John Waters. He's got the pencil, <laughs> the pencil thin mustache, and he's up there in like all leather. And it is a creepy look <laughs> that honestly may have hurt, hindered my enjoyment of the show. <laughs> and then his co-singer looks like Flea. If Flea had been, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Had been through a really traumatic, like a year being tortured kind of experience. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this flea is not a great looking man. No, but I mean, when they're up there singing and like on that giant bowl screen, I was like, whoo. And I mean, look, I've seen Jeff Lynn on that screen and he looked better. I don't think Jeff Lynn is is a bad looking dude. He looks kind of like somebody who'd play in the electric mayhem, the, the Muppet band. I agree with that. I yeah. always felt that he looked like a sort of a dog that yeah. was turned into a man. His dream, the dog dream came true one day and he became a boy. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but I don't think he's like, if I saw him, I would just be like, 
who's this guy's dad that's over here? Right. You know, sure. like he looks like a seventies dad. Yes, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, Depeche Mode, which which doesn't count as seeing something, but I saw them, and I also, um, I've been lightly enjoying the new season of Curb. There, there's scattered laughs. Um, it's always entertaining and better than most things on television, so I can't criticize it too harshly. It's not the it's not the classics, but I'm enjoying myself. All right, fair enough. Uh, I tried to watch the film uh, Society. What's that? That's a horror movie I've heard about a zillion times. Um, we should do Raw, by the way, on Netflix. I hear that's okay. Insanely intense cannibal movie. All right. Uh, uh, so anyway, I saw uh, Society. Tell I me about it. I kind of half paid attention to it. That's why I say I tried to watch it. It's you know it's a it's it's okay. It's just a movie I've seen a zillion times at Amoeba. I've seen the cover. I've heard about it, uh, I, and then I saw it on Amazon Prime the other night, and I was like, "Oh, this is that cover I always see? What is this? Who's in it? Nobody that I would know their name." And then I, you know, I looked at the description, and it said, "Not for the faint of heart or the weak in the stomach or something." So I was like, "All right, let me check this out." You know, it's about a kid who thinks his family doesn't get him and doesn't accept him. Everything's kind of strange, and he thinks something's up. There's maybe some big plot. Everybody's telling him he's paranoid. Then, of course, eventually you realize his family and everybody in the high society where he lives, these sort of elite, like one percenter types are actually these this sort of big, like congealing alien monstrous thing that wants to eat him, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I thought that that aspect of it was cool. I thought, you know, it's from 91 or 92. I thought it was an interesting commentary on the elite. Yeah. And I did like that. There was the aspect that, that they all sort of would come together in this blob is this, this disgusting blob creature. I liked that. That was a, a factor in it too. Um, but it just wasn't a great movie. It was just kind of boring and it took a, it was a real slow burn and, and it, and it had a lot of bad acting in it. and then it would have great acting. It was very confusing. There'd be scenes where I was like, wow, that was so well directed and so well acted. Then it would go to the next scene and I'd be like, what? is this a different director and cast? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on? So whatever. And I know that's a negative. Apologies. But I do have a positive. I also on Amazon, I started watching The Nightmare World of of H.G. Wells, um, <clears throat> which is what? an... The Nightmare World of H.G. Wells, it's an anthology series that came out uh, this, I guess in this, I think this year in Britain. Okay. Uh, It's got, uh, it's only four episodes, uh, the first season, but it's got, um, who's the guy from? uh, Mr. Belvedere. It's got Mr. Belvedere. (laughs) That's one of the episodes. It's just an episode of Mr. (laughs) Belvedere. Uh It's uh, the guy from, uh, he was in uh, Crystal Skull and he's in Sexy Beast. Ben Kingsley. No, no, no. The Indiana Jones is his like sidekick in Crystal Skull. Ray. Uh, Ray Winstone. Winstone, yeah. He plays H.G. Wells. Okay. And he hosts it and sort of narrates it throughout the entire episode. And I, I want to know H.G. Wells did horror. They're not necessarily horror. They're just chilling tales. Okay. Uh, so I watched the first episode and I fucking loved it. The guy, it was about this old man, the guy that plays Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies plays him. Michael Gambon. Yeah. Well, two guys played Dumbledore, actually. But. Well, the second, the guy that played him mostly. Yeah. So he plays this old man who's dying and he goes to a very young, virile man who's brilliant and a medical student and has no money. And he says basically like, I don't know if you know me, but I'm this famed philosopher and they all they're all shot which i thought was cool in the period that they were written in okay so the whole that makes it very moody when it all kind of has that like sort of a christmas carol (laughs) kind of vibe to it you know uh anyway he goes to this kid and he says look i i'm this famed philosopher the kid knows who he is he's like i love your work he goes i'm dying i don't have long on this earth i need an heir to my fortune i'm interviewing three people you'd be the third that i think is are worthy of my legacy the one stipulation is you have to change your name to my name that's any of the kids like okay the kid gets the gig they go out to celebrate the guy drugs him 
the kid wakes up the next morning, he's in the old man's body. The old man is now in his body. And then he's got to figure out how to get back to his own body. Okay. And I'm, this is, I'm going to ruin the ending, but uh, he goes to a restaurant. Well, maybe don't because maybe people want to check out the okay, show. Okay, well, then go check it out. I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And it where was can very you find well it? Acted. I found it on Amazon Prime. Okay. The Nightmare World, it might be Worlds of H.G. Wells. Check that out. Uh, and I guess we can move on to Joe Scary stuff, yeah? Sure. Um, a quick one this week. Uh, video game. I'm just going to kind of stick on this video game track that I've been on. Uh, I got the uh, game... Did I talk about Butcher yet on the no. show? Video game Butcher, which was also advertised on Bloody Disgusting today. And I've, I've had the game for a while. I should have talked about it sooner. Very fun game. Super hard. Super violent. Uh, I got it on the Nintendo Switch. It's also available on Steam. You play a tiny, tiny man with a gigantic gun. And you run through very alien-esque, meaning the film alien-esque worlds blowing people to pieces mm -hmm. uh cutting them up with chainsaws making them splatter into blood against the wall and that's basically it it's just an insanely violent <laughs> futuristic alien weirdo game it's very fun okay butcher uh all right and we're at minute 31 so i guess we can just get to the movie we're not even asking if I have anything for scary oh, stuff Oh, I didn't. Anymore. I'm sorry. I, I I assumed you didn't. I apologize. I th but I finally did it right for the first time on the last one. Uh, yeah. Even though it was a repeat. wound up being a repeat. It's okay. What do you got? I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky. C-O-C. Now, first off, can I say something real quick? Please. I don't mean to cut you off. I'd like to tell the audience about the brief heart-to-heart -heart we had in the bar last week. What was this? I don't know if you remember it. We I'm were, sure I remember it. We were pretty deep in at this point. We had recorded I remember a spirited discussion about Manchester by the Sea, which I rewatched and fucking loved. And was thrilled to know you love as well, because many hated it. it. We, uh, we, were, we had recorded two episodes. We had drank... A considerable amount. We'd had something to drink. Yeah. We went to another bar. We drank there. We went to a third or second bar. We went there. We were drinking there. Vince showed up. Yeah. And then we're drinking with Vince. Before Vince showed up, we were talking about the podcast. Yeah. And we had a very, very sweet moment where you said, Joe, I just love you. You know? Tonight yes. on the podcast, we disagreed. Usually in the old days, we'd go at each other and insult each other. I didn't even want to do it because I love you so much. I said, Patty, I felt the same damn thing. I yes, didn't want I remember to insult that. you. It was a really beautiful, beautiful moment. Well, very brief, though. Yeah, I think that there's an, there's an element of people missing our fighting, but I don't. I don't either. Um, I think the world has become so horrible <laughs> that why would you want to fight with a dear friend i agree um we will we will we'll always argue about movies and shit but yeah don't don't see the need um joe what is your history with the the entire child's play franchise i created the characters oh i wrote the first three films i mean i, I think you'd be you'd be doing better frankly <laughs> They, I signed a bad deal. I signed a shoddy <laughs> contract like uh -huh. most wide-eyed does do when they come to this town. Right. Uh, no, my history is when I, when I was a kid, I saw the first. I got to be honest. When the first one came out, I, there was not a movie I probably w was more eager to see. I was about 12 years old when it came out. You know, I liked horror movies. They're like, here's a horror movie about a doll that murders people. Right. I was just like, sign me the fuck up. Right. The trailer had the had this had the shot of the babysitter being thrown out the window and falling. Yeah. And it was like a real stunt lady falling through the sky. Like I feel like twelve was the perfect age for the Chucky franchise. Yeah. It was it was a great age. So I couldn't wait to see it. And uh I gotta tell you, when I when I started thinking back on the franchise this week, because I knew we were going to do this. 
I remember seeing it and thinking it was pretty good. Yeah. I wasn't blown away. It certainly didn't hit me the way Nightmare on Elm Street did. I oh. like Tom Holland quite a bit. Yeah. And I like Don. I think Don Mancini is the guy that writes and directs them or yep. has written all of them. I like them both quite a bit. I like their work. But um, I just remember just kind of being like, yeah, it was pretty cool, I guess. But I liked it enough that I wanted to see the sequels. When I was younger, parts two and three, I loved because they were just nonstop like kills. Sure. And there was no build up to when's the doll going to turn evil. It was right. just like it's it's evil from the beginning and it just kills everybody. You like a simple film. <clears throat> well, I Halloween was, two I was 14 played two. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. Um, I also remember this, too. I didn't like the detail in the first film when I was a kid that it was a serial killer who possessed the doll. Okay. I wanted it just to be a haunted doll, like right. an Annabelle kind of thing, um, which also is basically a serial killer that possesses the doll. But as a kid, I wanted it to be a, a, like the devil doll or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I watched two and three as a kid. I really liked them. When I got older, I, I they didn't hold my attention as much. Four and five, which were Bride and Seed of Chucky, um, I was out. I, I didn't care for them going meta. I didn't care for the comedic aspect. But when they announced Curse of Chucky, which is part six, and they said it's going back to horror, it's going back to scares and whatever, I was very excited. Now, let He's, me quickly catch up to where you're at, because I don't even know what Curse of Chucky is. I didn't, I didn't know it existed. Child's Play 1 and 2... Somebody started at a slumber party when I was 13. I left the damn room. As I, as I have said before, I was a pussy. Um, I watched one and two pretty recently. One is a good little thriller, I think. Yeah, it's good. It's now, well, well now made. That I'm, I need to add that. Now that I'm older, I like one yeah, quite a bit. It's well made. It's got a good sense of humor, and I like it. Two, pretty empty, pretty hollow, pretty... It was fine. And then three at the... What is it? Uh, military camp? Yeah. Fine, you know. <clears throat> Bride, watch with some friends. Pretty stupid, you know. Yeah, it's dumb. Seed, who portrays the seed of Chucky? They have a kid. Who's the voice? I don't know. It's like an English. For some reason, he's got an English accent. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's that I was out with Seed. Once and Curse is before Colt? Yeah. So tell me about Curse. Well, Curse... I've never seen Seed or Curse. Curse is great. All right. Curse is the, in my, without question, next to number one, the best of the franchise. I mean, it's... Why have I never even heard of it? Theatrical release? Well, no, because it was a direct-to-video. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people had tuned out at that point because they thought they'd just become a comedy series. Right. Uh, what's the print? What's the gist? Uh, F uh, Fiona Dorif, who's Brad Dorif's daughter. Yeah. She plays, uh, I forget her name in the movie, but she plays uh, this girl in a wheelchair who lives in a house. And um, her. I, can I quickly ask, is Fiona Dorif in a wheelchair? Not in real life. Okay. Just, just in the movies. So she plays a girl in a wheel, 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 bleh, wheelchair in a house. Her mother, who is very overprotective of her and shelters her dies her family comes to stay with her to console her and the chucky doll shows up and shit starts going batshit and in the end of the movie she gets she basically gets blamed for it the, right. the authorities think she killed everybody in the house right so it's a you know it's an intense it's an intense uh you know one location thriller much like the first one yes uh it's about somebody trying to convince everybody else they're not crazy and that this doll is alive, like the first one. Um, and there's just cool twists. There's cool nods to the whole franchise. Like, w just when you're like, wait a minute, how come Chucky's face looks fine when in the last two movies it was all, like, stitched up and everything? So do, uh, do they kill him and he ends up in, the, in, like, the box with just his head that starts Curse of Chucky? I mean, uh, Cult of Chucky? Well, hold on. Let, let's not... Let me finish with Curse okay. first. Y you know, through the movie, he looks strangely... His face looks strangely perfect. It did in this one, too. 
and it's odd. And you're like, kind of like throughout the movie, you're like, why does it look like that? Right. And also in the last two movies, he had stitches in his face. Like, are they just ignoring those movies? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then toward the end of the movie, he he takes like putty off his face and you realize it was a disguise and mm. his face looks like Chucky from the la- they just did really cool little nods like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jennifer Tilly shows up at the very end and and gets the doll back. And then she she mails it to uh, this this strange address at the end of the film. And then at the end of the film, you realize the address she mailed it to is Andy Barclay, who's the kid from the first two movies. They brought back the actor from the first two movies because he was replaced in the third film. It did a very good job of getting it all back on track, bringing it back down to earth, showing that this doll has this vendetta against this kid. He still wants to get to him. He's going to get to him. However, Mm -hmm. he has to. And it was scary and intense and fun. Uh, and they also didn't have Chucky making jokes every five fucking minutes. Uh, that being said, I was immensely excited for Cult of Chucky because I thought, okay, here we go. We're off and running. I've heard from many people that it's great. Curse or cult? cult? Uh, I don't agree By with... By the way, I think it's very, very stupid in it's... this day and age to name a two sequels in a row, Curse and Cult. It's because little, you might not even know there's a new one. You might be like, oh, I saw that one. And yeah, it's a little titles. tough. The new one, I felt, just as an overall to begin with, Yeah, I felt that they basically negated every good thing they did in Curse of Chucky. They made Chucky a complete wisecracking like jokester again. Was the, Curse well-received or poorly received that would have led them to go back to the other was well-received right? enough that they got funding to do another one. Right. I mean, it couldn't have been that. This one had a limited theatrical release. Well, and Colt is a great-looking movie, considering that it couldn't have cost more than a couple million dollars. Yeah, no. It, looked, it was shot incredibly well on a low budget. It shot very well. Great shots in it. And it's acted well. Yes. But it's not... Yes. It's, it's too hokey. It's too goofy. Yeah. And it makes no goddamn sense. And like, you know, it's it like, really made no sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And I mean, it gets to a point in the writing. So for those of you that don't know, the reason it's called Cult of Chucky, and this is a reveal later in the film. And I, look, I don't think this movie is good enough to avoid spoilers. I'm sorry. Everybody's got Netflix. If we're doing a Netflix instant title, you can always watch it before we start. talking. Right. Uh, I think uh, that so the reveal late in the in the in the game is that Chucky has figured out a way to, the several Chucky dolls are showing up at this mental institution that Fiona Dorf has been committed to. Um, it doesn't make any sense that they send her to this thing because they believe she's a mass murderer. Then you find out later the only reason she's there is because her doctor is basically hypnotizing her and then fucking her, right. which it's a weird, dark twist that just doesn't need to be in there. Like, I don't really get that, but whatever. I guess I guess you need a you need a device to get her there. So if that's the device, fine. So, so wait, uh, now when he kisses her, that that to me was the only thing I saw that indicated something untoward was happening. You went to the, like that just was a suggestion that there was a lot more going on. Well, he says, like, I always enjoy these little private sessions. And I was like, oh, okay. he hypnotizes her. And then I guess he has sex with her or something. Like, yeah. Why? Why does the? Why do we need to do that to the heroine of the film? It's needlessly creepy. It 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 reduces her character. It's like, but also too, I can live with it if you're saying there's. We need a way for the doctor to get her here. I think it'd be much cooler if the doctor believed in her in some way and brought mm-hmm. her there, which is what he tells his bosses. Right. That's how he gets her there. I think it's much cooler if that was were true. And the one person that believes in her gets killed. Instead, it's everybody's against her and everybody thinks she's crazy yeah. until it's too late. So whatever. Um, but it's called Cult of Chucky because a bunch of different dolls show up. And then you realize Chucky has figured out a way to put his uh, um, uh, Charles Lee Ray, the killer, has figured out a way to put himself or his essence into several different bodies at once. For some reason, he's choosing to only do this with more dolls. Uh, I don't know why Uh, he's not just putting himself into people, which is his whole goal in the first three fucking movies is to just get into Andy Barclay's body. 
Right. So he doesn't have to be in a goddamn doll anymore. Right. But he decides instead to do this very convoluted plan of putting himself into several doll bodies. Yeah. And then going after not Andy Barclay, but uh, but Fiona Dorff's character. So. But Andy Barclay's in it. He is in it. Same and kid. For some reason. Well, he's got the head of the doll from Cult of Chucky. Yeah. Or from Curse of Chucky. Now did he get that in Curse of Chucky? He gets it at the end of Curse of Chucky. That I enjoyed when he's like giving a joint to Chucky and they're like fighting. I liked all that shit. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't understand. They, I don't know. I don't get it. They never really explain like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to shit on Don Mancini, but it gets to a point with the writing where it's like, dude, how long did you think about this for 10 seconds? Like right. Chucky actually says at one point, he goes, thanks to a spell I learned on voodoo.com. Yeah. I can now put my spirit into every, it's like, really? This is the plot. Yeah. You know, at then... least bring in the Jamaican woman to give him the spell. Something, something. <laughs> um, here was my initial frustration with it. I had been looking forward to it, A, because I had heard all the positive feedback. Me too. And B, because I was expecting it to be an actual cult. So in my mind, either it was Chucky running a cult, like that people were like like wanting to fuck him and like under his spell, basically. Oh, that's cool. I mean, right there, cult of Chucky. I'm like, what a sweet idea for a movie. Or... Um, a cult of people because I knew that at some point uh, it became a new nightmare type thing where there was like Jennifer Tilly played herself. Right. Which that's she does in this one, one very confusingly. Or that's the fifth one. Yeah, it's that, that's another confusing part. Yeah. You don't really. It was very hard to tell if Jennifer Tilly was Jennifer Tilly or if right. she was the the Charles Lee Ray girlfriend. And then she even says at one point it's I, I lose track sometimes. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing where it's like Chucky's whole like in the end of this, this is the part that made no fucking sense to me. So at the end of the movie, when all the dolls, but one are dead, I think it is. Chucky decides he's going to put his spirit into Fiona Dorff. Yes. Uh, So he does this. She then magically can walk. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, your your ability to walk has nothing to do with your personality or essence. <laughs> no. Uh, so so that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But suddenly she can walk fine. And by the way, she's been in a wheelchair her entire life. Stands up immediately. Yeah. No atrophy in the leg. Nothing. Just can just walk. Per. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. He decides to go into her body, and you're like, okay, well that's odd. He's always wanted to go into a male body. Why is he now going to feel maybe? Well, hey, maybe Chucky has changed. Okay, I'll accept it. Because there's a perfectly handsome, young, fit man that he could go into. And he chooses instead to murder him and then go into the girl's body who's crippled. Yet he knows he'll be able to make her walk somewhere. So you go, okay, maybe maybe Charles Lee Wade just wants to be a woman. Maybe this is a take on on gender uh, and, mm-hmm. and 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 the gender discussion. Okay, cool. Then, fine. I've accepted that. Then at the end of the movie, he walks outside. Fiona Dorf and Jennifer Tilly make out, and then Chucky and Fiona Dorf's body just goes. Well, uh, that that was different. And Jennifer Tilly's like, I don't mind it, and she's like, Okay, you know what I mean. It's like, well, why is that part in there then? Yeah. To take that part out, you're gonna make you have him going to a woman, and then he's gonna be weird about it. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, it's it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then the female girlfriend, the bride doll, is in the back seat mm-hmm. at the end for some reason. The kid still hasn't shown up to see to Chucky, and they drive off. And I'm like, where does this even go at this right. point? Chucky just not only went into the body. Of of a person that goes against the type of body he's been trying to get into for the entire series, you want me to to just swallow that on an immediate dime? Fine, okay, fine. But not only that, he's also now gone into the body of the woman that everybody believes is responsible for several murders. Yeah, the whole reason he leaves his body in child's play 
is because the police are closing in on him and he's a fucking murderer. Right. So he does a voodoo thing to go into a doll to hide himself thinking I'll get out again and then I'll be free in a new body. So at the end of this thing, he finally gets into a goddamn human body and he goes into the body of somebody that everybody thinks is already responsible for the doll crimes. doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) I'm still trying to process your use of the phrase. I'm expected to stop on an immediate dime. That's what's holding me up. But Cult of Chucky, to continue my sentence from 30 minutes ago. Sorry. No, no, no. I enjoy. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Either Chucky's a cult leader or Tilly, um, etc. Like we're now in like the postmodern world where everyone loves the Chucky movies and you a scream thing where they're like a cult and they love Chucky and they're trying to like somebody's trying to act out murders in his name or whatever. Yeah. The, and the, they the go, t- this the title this... promises a lot of fun that isn't there. And when it opened in an, in an asylum, like so many other horror movies, I was like, I don't even want to watch this now. The, the, there's nothing more dreary and boring than an asylum to me. I just, it's they also, always go there. Right. I like shutter Island. I know you didn't thought cure for wellness was okay. I didn't like the horror story in the asylum. I get tired of it. I like Cuckoo's Nest, but I I think when he says this is a Cuckoo's Nest, they're trying to do a nod to Brad Dorif playing Billy Babbitt in in uh, Cuckoo's Nest. I would imagine so, which is an amazing character, an amazing performance. But I'm sure Dorif is just like, really, guys, you're going to remind everyone that I was once nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and now I'm voicing Part Six in a doll murder franchise. Seven, seven. <laughs> but here's the thing i i don't think dorf minds i think he's like into these things yeah, i think getting, he's having a good time paper. he's getting paper but it's also too it's his it's in a lot of ways it's his legacy which is cool it's like robert yeah. england being freddie and whatever yeah uh it doesn't mean all of it's good but uh i respect that but you know the the thing is it's also in this it's not just in an asylum it's in this weird uber like futuristic modernistic fucking asylum like it's it's not which to me hurts the atmosphere of the film it looks beautiful right but when everything is slick and gorgeous and white and silver and chrome and what it's not scary the environment is not scary it looks actually like a nice i I remember thinking through the movie like this doesn't look so bad to live in this place well it seems incredibly not strict i mean before you're even oriented with the setting of the story Two of the inmates are fucking each other. You know, I was like, yeah. they're fucking each other in a stairwell. One of them in a wheelchair. These are two insane people. And an orderly doesn't notice. Like, and then a guy with multiple personalities who's potentially violent talks about how his uh, outside privileges were taken away, which you're like, would he have outside privileges? <laughs> and then yeah. he disobeys the 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 restriction and goes outside and then nothing happens right there is no repercussion for it there's no repercussion for it, anything in this film no. everything seems to have just been thought also too like chucky in the first few movies the murders chucky would commit were were it, there was a linear sense to he was on a there was a journey he was on he mm-hmm. had a goal and to get to the end goal or the end game rather he had to kill people right because that's how he rolled and i got to get rid of this guy so then i can get to that guy so then i can get to this lady so then i can get to that lady. and this had none of that this said just him no. being like i'm just going to kill people for fun the other thing too Woman chained up and then he he throws that compressed thing into the air so it shatters the glass above her i'm like so is he jigsaw now well and then also a broken why, why the piece elaborate of- traps a broken piece of glass cutting a woman's Cuts her head, head off. off. It's like, come on. And the then guy, also, well, the guy with the multiple personalities. He, so he has a one personality a day. I know. Again, I'm not. I'm not watching a documentary. But so one day he's Mark Zuckerberg. The next day, he, like that's not how multiple personality works. Like, do do the 
go at least go to the Wikipedia page <laughs> of, of multiple personality disorder. Well, here's the thing. I have no beef with if you want to portray it in a much zanier way than what's real. Yeah. But for Christ's sakes, how about you tell your actor, do a different voice for this personality. Do something different. He's yeah. doing literally the same voice and everything for every personality. And then yeah. he just goes, and then she just goes, oh, he goes, you know, I created a social media site. And then she just goes, oh, so today you're Mark Zuckerberg. It's like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, Stupid. The other part that really bothered me, another huge logic hole was uh, was when Chucky's talking to the to the one lady who thinks nobody can see her or whatever, and he goes, "You're," and she's because the day, that that morning they're in the group therapy, and she goes, "Chucky called me on the phone last night," and you like mm -hmm. think she's obviously just being crazy. And then later, when she runs into Chucky, he's like, "You're the crazy bitch I talked to on the phone." It's like, I'm sorry, the the. The committed woman is answering the main phone <laughs> at the asylum. <laughs> and then Chucky yeah. is so sloppy that he's saying it's Chucky. Tell yeah. the tell. Hello, the girl it's me, Chucky, <laughs> that I'm coming over there. Yeah. Why is Chucky going to the asylum? Did he I have don't a, know. Did he have a grudge against wheelchair girl? They they explain in Curse of Chucky um the her relation to the whole thing mm -hmm. i can't remember what her relation to the original thing is uh the original story is but there's she's got some tie to it so that's kind of why she's there and that's why jennifer tilly is mailing these dolls to people because mm -hmm. she's she's exacting chucky's revenge for him or helping him do it so there is a connection i'm blanking on what it was um now can I get so I guess he's his bloodlust will always uh, outweigh his 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 rationale or his logic or or like just the fact that he apparently can jump into any fucking body he wants. So go jump into Tom Cruise's body yeah. or something like why? Like what? I don't get it. I, and why was she breastfeeding him? And then killed him. She didn't kill him. He, oh, because she killed her she baby. Put a pillow over him because she, she killed her baby. That's why she was in there. No, I know, I got that. But then she's breastfeeding him, and then killing him, and then it opens up her actual real dark drama of why she killed her own baby. Yes, with like tw ten minutes to spare in the movie. This is what we're doing. No, right? it was a little earlier than that. I'll be fair, but it's it wasn't. Look, it's, I'm not saying it was good writing. I did like when Chucky said he got to suck on a titty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. You know, it's just... I mean, look, it's it's a it's a, it's a bad movie. I mean, I think in addition to me not wanting to fight with Joe, we find ourselves agreeing on everything because everything is very bad. I'll tell you, dude, I'm terrified because you know how much I love Star Wars. And I, I got to tell you, I can't remember the last time I've seen anything that came even remotely from Hollywood. Forget about the big budget shit. You know, I was watching that inner that clip with with Thor today. Thor Rangarok. Well, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. On. Uh, he was on some like Australian talk show promoting Thor Ragnarok. And then they, so they, first of all, they show a clip from the movie and it's him and the Hulk in the clip. And he's talking to two other like Asgard warriors or something. And he goes, I need to assemble a team to take down the bad guy in Thor Ragnarok. And uh, the lady, the, the female one goes, what are we called? And he goes, the Revengers. And I'm like, this is. This is like a Leslie Nielsen level joke at this point. Yeah. These fucking fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is I'm excited about. Well, excited is way too strong because I hate all superhero movies, but more excited about Thor Ragnarok because of the director who did Hunt for the Wilder People, which I loved Taika Waititi or whatever. Um, and, I, you know, I like a lighter tone in this shit. But, yeah, I mean, the. The trailer appears to be like almost like, uh, you know, date movie, scary movie, superhero movie. That's what yeah. it feels like to me. It feels it looks... like a fake, cheesy bullshit. And again, they stole from D.C. Again, they stole from D.C. Yeah. 
the Wonder Woman theme that came in in Batman versus Superman, and then it was, of course was reprised as the main Wonder Woman theme in Wonder Woman, and it's awesome. And it's like this guitar riff and these drums. It's fucking. It's awesome. It gets you excited when you're watching Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's her music. It sounds very Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, the Thor Ragnarok trailer comes out, and it's Wah! and it's like they they just uh, anyway. That's not my point. My point is this. They cut back to do the interview for the movie. And I guess the anchor on the show fucks up because he goes. This is a huge spoiler, people. So if you have not seen this, you don't listen if you care. He goes, uh, he goes. So yes, wait, are you about to spoil something? Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge. From about Thor Rangarok? Yes. Why? Because because it's such not a spoiler that it's. But it, they acted like it was a okay. huge... Okay. All right. Well, then you got to let people know. Trust me. You won't care. I just said it's a huge off. spoiler. I don't care, but people do care. I'm, I'm saying this is a big... I'm 36 years old. I don't care about spoilers at all. Anymore. If you're into the Thor, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Here it comes. The, 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 bad girl, the bad guy in the movie is a woman. Bad woman in the movie, whatever. The villain. Excuse me. The guy goes... Uh, the guy goes, so, so this villain, your sister... She's trying to kill you through the whole movie. So your sister keeps trying to kill you. And, and Chris Hemsworth goes, Oh, mate, mate. No, not cool. You can't. Come on. And it's like, because that was a big reveal. And it's like, this is your big fucking reveal. You've been fighting your fucking brother for two movies. Uh-huh. Okay. And he keeps coming the fuck back. We can't get rid of Loki. Right. And now there's going to be a sister nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> It's just shit. It's just yeah. shit. It's shit writing. It's shit movie making. And I can't. I, 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 I'm I so scared that I'm going to go see the new Star Wars and be like, this is just like every other goddamn fucking thing that comes out of these movie, these studios. But you've anymore. liked all of them. So why are you worried about them? because I'm worried that my that not that movies have gotten worse, but that I've gotten to a point in my life where yeah. I just can see the writing on the wall and I just can't enjoy it anymore. They did with, a, with studio stuff. Yeah. They did a very, I would say, almost disturbing South Park about this, about how you stop enjoying things at a certain age. And I'll, I'll find it and send you the, the links you can download or whatever. But um, it, was a, it was so depressing to me because I was like, yeah, it's true. Just like how everything just starts to suck. So it's like, it, it, it's an age old question for me. Am I old and I've seen too much stuff, so I don't like anything anymore, or is stuff worse? And I think, honestly, it's both. But I know for a fact movies are worse. There's just no question about it. I I agree. I agree. Now, the guy who's like, no movies as good as Goonies. Goonies is the best. That guy's an idiot. Right. However, uh, you know, we're getting maybe one truly great movie a year and used to get three, four a summer. I can't remember the last time I saw something put out by a studio of any kind. No. Outside of the indie, the, the truly indie studios, which there are not many left. But outside of those, you go and see stuff and you just go, Jesus fucking Christ, man. And yeah. if it's not this cookie cutter homogenized bullshit, it's some art house dickweed jerking himself off to the point where you're like, Oh, why don't you just go paint a picture with your own cum? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's uh-huh. there's no winning. There's no winning. And, folks, head on over to the Patreon this week if you'd like to purchase a painting that Joe and I made with our own cum. <laughs> it's only $20, which I think is very uh, reasonable, Reasonal. especially if you take the cum and, and make a baby out of it. You get sort of a half me, half Joe, half you if you if you're a lady. And if they sell out, folks, don't worry. We'll keep them coming. Oh, they'll always be plenty. Uh, I assure you. Um, Let's wrap this damn thing up. Yeah, I think if we're discussing our our come, it's time. Uh, Folks, thank you. This is a week of thank yous. The Patreon, uh, you know, it, it means a lot. We talked about it on the last one. It, it means a lot. It's a, it's a it's a hassle as two grown men to get over and do this every week, but to know we get a little ch- a little change in our pockets, it's nice. And as I was discussing the way over here, a couple people complained about it, the price or whatever. 
you don't want it, you don't have to pay for it, folks. You're getting four free episodes a month. <laughs> and yeah, if you that want- confused me that, pe- that there were a few complaints like, like it's too much for the extra episode. It's like, but it's an extra episode. Right. If you want the fifth, then look at it like this. And you're, you're paying, you know, uh, if it's 10 a month, you're paying $2 a piece for them or something. Like, How about also for two and a half years, we did it with no money. It's all been free. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, technically you've been getting this free forever. Um, it's just it's just something we, we got to do or else the podcast stops. And, and we really very much appreciate it. We and do. We Thank had a you. moment. I know we alluded to it on air, but I don't know if you're aware of how very close we came to, to packing it all in. Um, all these ads that we've done, let's just let's just be real with you. For all these ads that we've done thus far, Joe and I have each pocketed one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> now that might be a fault of our host. I don't know, but I, I mean, it, you know. I'm just telling you, we're not we're not rolling in it from this podcast, and right. we really appreciate those of you who did, and we're not putting any pressure amount. on those of you who didn't. But if you want that bonus episode, I'll tell you, it's a good one. And God damn it, I didn't want to sit through Blade Runner 2049. True, there's sacrifice happening here. Look, I, folks, I got off work, work today. I wanted to go directly to bed. Instead, I watched Cult of Chucky on my phone at the gym, <laughs> so that I could do this. I never would have seen Cult of Chucky. We're, we're doing it. We're doing it. So thank you for your support. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, the Facebook page, which is fantastic. Thanks for the tweets, etc. Now, do we need to do a weekly shout-out of names, or are we doing a monthly shout-out of names? Do we have new? I think it's... Oh, shit. I don't know. I guess bi-weekly. We'll do a bi-weekly. Wait, is this the last episode of the month, though? Nope. We're There's one more. Halloween, yeah. Okay, so then we'll do it again on Halloween to get anybody we might have missed the first. Yeah, time. I think that's best. We'll do every other week. We'll we'll, we'll announce okay. the new names. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much. Uh, I am on Twitter, Instagram at the Patrick Walsh. My show, Living Biblically, is more than likely premiering in January, but I don't know. I'm just trying to get that word out. We haven't started promos yet. Um, you know, I'm telling you, it's a funny show, Joe. Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram. Come follow me, please, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.